Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, dogfooding your own work. Our thanks to Envision for sponsoring this week's episode. I don't know what that dance is. I don't know. <laughs> like moments like this make me wish that we were live streaming the video. <laughs> so I people make see. a fool out of myself. See what I put up with. Yeah. Yeah. You got my back, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, should we start with some follow-up? Yeah. Follow-up. Let's sure. do it. Um, I wonder how many people know the follow-up reference. We have a weird like uh, Probably Ricardo. Podcast reference. And nobody else. Hmm. No, I don't even think that Ricardo knows it. Hey, if you're listening to this and you know where follow-up comes from, uh, hit us up on the Twitters and we'll see if we have something for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, follow-up. All right. So this one is not really follow-up. It's just like an announcement, a public service announcement, but not public, more like layout listeners (laughs) service announcement. Um, So a non-public, non-service announcement. (laughs) It's not even an announcement. Uh, <laughs> uh, last, last last week, uh, one of my one well, no the my recommendation uh, was this thing by Matt Smith called Flowkit, which is this uh, sketch library uh, file in where it has a bunch of uh, elements uh, for you to create flows and charts and stuff to present your work on sketch um and matt was kind enough to offer layout listeners uh a code like a discount code promo code whatever um to get nine dollars off the the final price so that would make it just 20 bucks and uh so i just want to you know uh let our listeners know that that code is valid for one more week so, uh, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, um, <laughs> it's one more week. If you're listening to this after the fact, then you know, do the math. Um, so, <laughs> you know, act fast. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna uh, snatch Flowkit for uh, just twenty bucks, that's again a discount of nine dollars. Use code Layout uh, at checkout. And uh, if you want to use the link that we're gonna have in the show notes, I may get like an affiliate dingus. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know how that works. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 my layout listeners service announcement. <laughs> not service, not announcement. <laughs> not public. <laughs> um. So speaking of announcements, uh, this one is a real announcement. We have stickers <laughs> no that people can get, like Dude. the public. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Yesterday, I finally got uh, my beep together uh, <laughs> and finally opened up a store um, so that we can uh, take our stickers that we had made and basically have a way for you to get your hands on them. Um, so uh, those are the stickers that we sent to our listeners of the year uh, winners. Um, and basically, these stickers. Uh, you get five of them for two bucks. Uh, you, all you have to do is uh, pay two dollars and then plus the shipping. Um, and it's Canadian dollars too, so 
if you're in the US, Ooh. it's like super cheap. Um, it's like 10 cents, right? Something like that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I sort of thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about the process of doing this. Um, hmm. So one of the main motivating factors was the fact that a bunch of you reached out uh, either through like the layout, Twitter or personally uh, asking, hey, can I get stickers? Um, and that's super cool because that's that's the reason why we made them is we want people to be able to have them like i i'm not a, a stickers on laptop kind of person uh but i do put stickers all over my uh, notebooks and i really enjoy that and i personally wanted stickers for layout and all the other things that i enjoy um so yeah we kind of wanted a way for people to be able to get them uh but also, one thing that we realize is that, well, shipping isn't free. Um, it's not mega expensive, uh, but it also kind of adds up. Um, so we had to find a sustainable way to do it. And uh, on top of that, uh, I, since I work at Shopify, I've always wanted to have my own Shopify store. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, I don't know kind of a thing that I wanted because we talked to so many entrepreneurs and like hear their stories of how they have created their stores and built their businesses. Um, and it's always so like interesting and it, it feels like an amazing learning opportunity. Uh, and it's something that I've never done before. So it's like, hey, like <laughs> let's uh, use these two things and basically solve that problem for me um so what i did i actually did this last night i was uh watching tv it was a very quick turnaround i was watching tv and i was like you know what i think i can do this um so i opened up the the shopify app on my phone uh and started a new store right from the app configured everything um it was i have to say pretty easy uh <laughs> maybe biased but uh i did take some notes obviously as you do uh for things that we'd like to improve in the future but overall it was super simple the hardest part was knowing my bank's like transit number <laughs> for like the bank deposits um i had to get my computer for that uh but then the rest i did pretty much everything on my phone uh and then i had like a working store um that could accept payments and everything and then all i had to do was just um update like create the page on the layout website um basically the whole thing happened in basically an hour <laughs> which is kind of crazy when you think about it like i've been thinking for four years of what can i sell and like how like what would happen and what i would have to do if i wanted to create my own store and then i just did it <laughs> <laughs> and it took an hour and it was done um so hey dude you shipped a side project <laughs> i know right like 2018 man shaping up to be really good for side <laughs> projects um yeah so i purposefully set the bar pretty low for this where i was just like okay this needs i'm doing this this needs to be out tonight like there's just like that was kind of the the time frame that I had set for myself and i was like well you're gonna ship whatever you're gonna ship <laughs> like in that time span so go um 
and that worked pretty well. So we'll see. I might try to apply some of the same techniques for other side projects and see what happens. Um, I It definitely felt amazing to just do a thing and then ship it and announce it and get people talking about it. Um, so... Um, so yeah, I basically I put it put them up on on Shopify. Um, I had some kind of wonky issues with uh, the shipping rates initially, but then I fixed it. Um, and yeah, so basically I updated the website. I sent out a link on Twitter, and then almost immediately <laughs> I heard the ching sound um, on my phone. Uh, and if you're, <laughs> so if you're, if you're not familiar, um, the chiching is like the notification sound that the Shopify app makes when you get a sale, yeah, uh, which is absolutely amazing. Like <laughs> I can say that because I had no involvement in it, but this is like such a genius move. Like that chiching is like this, um, how do you call it? Like the, like pavlovian response of like this is like i like immediately was trained to like just want to hear that sound again so satisfying um so yeah and then so i'm incredibly happy uh about from with all of you who've ordered some stickers it's so amazing to see all of you like there's people from all over the place who've ordered them um and we'll give all of you a shout out at the end uh but i'd like to say like thanks a lot like this is super cool um to get to sort of play with shopify (laughs) in a way that i never have before and actually be in the seat of an actual merchant um (laughs) one thing that i noticed is that uh, my productivity went way down today as a result of that because <laughs> I was like I was working and then I'd get like the the chiching noise and I'd be like ooh I wonder who <laughs> ordered stickers <laughs> so like kept checking my phone like looking at at the admin like tweaking things and then like messing around with stuff and just like trying different things um, so. This has been like a super fun experience so far. Um and I don't know if we have any um hello internet listeners in uh in our audience, but um I definitely feel like Brady now. Like I'm already thinking like, hmm, what else could we possibly sell? <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> there might be a whole layout uh product line <laughs> soon. <laughs> um stay tuned. If you have any ideas, let me know. My my inbox is wide open. Um I like the obvious next step would be for us to do t-shirts, but I feel like everybody does t-shirts and yeah. I just have so many of them um that I probably don't want to do t-shirts unless we can do something really cool. Um but I have a couple ideas for things that we might do um uh, that I'm not ready to announce yet. Um but uh we'll see. Yeah, stay tuned. More layout stuff, more um, selling more products. <laughs> um, so this basically brings us to our main topic this week, which is dog fooding your own product. And I thought this would be an interesting topic to talk about because um, I've been in this situation in the past where I was dog fooding the own things, my own things that I was doing, um, even with side projects, for example. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I never had sort of had that with Shopify before until this very moment. Um, and then I'm also curious for you, Rafa, uh, working on Netlify, I'm assuming your website is hosted on Netlify, right? <laughs> you assume right. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting with Netlify, but in where like the spectrum of how and what I can dog food from what I'm designing and, and building is shifting. Huh, we can talk about that. But do you want to talk about something that's also awesome um, before we dive in? Sure. All right, Rafa, tell me. If you had the opportunity and ability, I, I'm like the genie in a bottle, okay? <laughs> I'm the genie, and I grant okay. you, I have, I have one question for you. I don't have wishes, but I have one thing that I can do for you. And here's my question. Would you like to design better? I'm going to have to think about this one. I'll get back to you. Uh, yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Do you have anything for me? So I could get better at design. Funny you ask, because I do. Um, <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by Design Better. Uh, and Design Better is a uh, series of tools and uh, learning opportunities from Envision. So um, they have best practices, stories, insights from some of the best designers in the world there. Um, so... All you have to do to go there is go to designbetter.co and then you'll see everything there. Um, so one of the things that they've done is they've interviewed dozens of uh, leading designers at companies like Google, Airbnb, Netflix, Facebook, Slack uh, to understand their design practices and see how you can learn from them and apply them into your own work. Um, so they have tons of different um, books on various topics. Uh, there's one about uh, design management, which like was really insightful for me, um, reading through it and, and seeing how it can make my team better. Um, but they also have a podcast uh, and they even have uh, some workshops uh, that you can take. So this is a great resource for all of you. All of it is free. Um, actually, I don't even, I don't know if the workshops are free, but all of the learning resources are free. Um, so you can just go and check it out and read through them in your own time. I think it's a great resource and it's awesome that InVision is just providing all of that. So check it out at designbetter.co. That's designbetter.co. Some of you might think like, oh, but what, isn't Envision that like prototyping thing and they have the tool, whatever? Um, like, isn't, aren't they just promoting that? Um, no, it's an, <laughs> Envision is it's a very interesting company in where they are like all over the place in our design community. It seems forever. Like I became aware of Envision through all of their blog pieces, blog posts, like, before I was aware of the tool. Um, so this just like provided those great insights of like in our design community. Um, and this is like a great example of that. They're not trying to sell you to sign up to envision like, like their, their tool or whatever, their product. They've hired brilliant people in the field. Uh, and they've written like a, a lot of books and, and, you know, podcasts with great minds of our industry. So, um, this, check out the website, by the way, the website is sweet. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Um, even if you don't want to like 
buy any book or listen to any podcast, just visit designbetter.co. <laughs> uh, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, our thanks to Envision for uh, sponsoring Layout. Oh, and if you've seen it before, come back very often because they keep adding new content on there. So it's worth bookmarking. Ba-ba. Boom. Okay. Back to the topic. <laughs> uh, where were we? Uh, oh. I don't know. You caught me off guard. Dog footing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was saying that uh file like i'm i'm at this like turning point uh and i say this because like we we are a platform we are a tool for uh for uh, web developers and um we provide a range of like different services in that web development world so it's not just hosting we build your site we have like split testing a lot of features and then we're adding more stuff like cmss and identity providers and all of that and as the product is growing, it's interesting how, like, some of the these new things are way over my head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like in the beginning, I am like a I know how to write websites, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I know when, when when I joined, I know the basics. I know um, how to build a website, but there's a lot of new tools and things that we support that I wasn't aware. So I had a lot of catching up and i had a lot of learning to do to just not to be super proficient in in that but just like just at least know the basics so i can right put myself in my user's shoes right um and right now like we're building stuff so more advanced that i never like i never used it myself as a user mm. so and it's a bit far ahead of my like all right just try to explain it to me in like 30 minutes exactly what this is you know <laughs> like it's way more complex so it's interesting how i can't put myself in my users shoes anymore at least on my not all of my users shoes right um yeah I don't know that's how a you, really like, good point like that's basically how i felt for a really long time like at shopify right. where it's like sure like i I liked the idea of being of having my own store, but I was also like, you know that being a business owner is a very different skill set than being a design lead, you know, <laughs> like that it requires yeah. certain specific skills. And then even if like, even for example, with, with the stickers that we're, we're selling here, like <laughs> it's, I don't think it's going to take the world by storm. <laughs> like, I don't think we'll, we're, we're going to have millions of customers tomorrow morning. Um, oh, although dang. it would be great. Uh, buy some stickers. <laughs> buy some stickers. Uh, layout.fm slash stickers. Um, so there's a whole category of problems when you have, for example, millions of customers that mm-hmm. I will probably never have in my lifetime. And that doesn't mean they're not problems that need to be solved right so there, there's kind of a limit to how far you can go with dog fooding your your product and and that is why dog fooding is not a replacement for doing research right right uh <laughs> but it, but it, isn't it interesting i don't know i assume this happens to you um like the kind of products we are and by we, I mean me and you, we're designing for, they're not stuff that we use every day. Even though like, we're both 
you know, users of our own products, but I'm not using, I'm not de- building and deploying, deploying websites every single day, every right. time. Actually, maybe kind of am because anyway, uh, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're not, you know, putting up stores and selling a lot of inventory every single day. Um, Unless everyone buys a lot of stickers, uh, but <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> stop. This is getting layout.fm/stickers. Anyway, but so it's—I don't know if this happens to you, but for me, it's interesting how, like, I go through a stretch of time in where I distance myself from my product a little bit, or the other way around. I'm focused so much on this small part of it that I kind of lose pr- perspective, right? Mm. The whole thing. Right. The whole picture. Like, for example, when was the last time that I personally uh, thought about our sign-up process, right? Mm. Sign-up flow. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> like, I designed it. I know how it looks. But I haven't, like, I, I've, I've distanced myself from it uh, enough that, to be honest, it's something that I probably should <laughs> revisit um, soon. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? It's like, you get too much caught up in your own small bubble of your product that you lose perspective of the whole thing. And you know how this is like, this is a meme and not just our industry, but I think everyone's uh, profession, like you start hating everything you do, right? Or like, (laughs) it's very hard to appreciate what you do because you can't abstract yourself from like all the weeds and all, all the ins and outs that you know and you are aware of and all the compromises and how... Anyway, we, we, we've, we've covered this. But um, to me, I, I really don't like everything I see in the UI <laughs> pretty much <laughs> like 24-7, except, and this is maybe interesting, except when I see someone else using Netlify in this case. Or, you know, it, it also applies to side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see even like in my own company, so... A couple of months back, we had a, like a all hands uh, week. Everyone was in in same location, and we had a lot of um, like presentations to from the team, like inside um, presentations about their own departments. And so, in a lot of like a lot of people gave demos, um, and so I saw my peers using <laughs> um, our product, and because of that, like I really appreciated the work because I was not. It was not me interacting with it. It was someone else. Um, and where am I going with this? I, I forgot. <laughs> um, so when you, like, when you try to use your own product as, like, as like a reset button, you say, all right, like in your case, I'm going to set up a new shop. Or me, like I'm going to create a new account or I'm going to deploy a new site or whatever. It's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity to like hit the reset button and try to abstract yourself from everything and just really try to put yourself in your user's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Like one thing that I noticed is that, um, there's a bunch of things that (laughs) were that I could do because I know about Shopify and like how everything works, but that I, I knew that as, like putting myself in the shoes of someone who's just starting a store, it's like, I would have no idea that you have to do this. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. here that tells me you have to do this. And it's an important step, right? So I could move faster in one sense, but I also had the perspective of like, well, wait a minute. Like this is not how most people go through this. 
and this should be better. <laughs> so I, I like while I was I was signing up and going through the process of setting up the store, like I actually created a document and it's a big long document like full of notes of details and things to improve or tweak or change or think about. Um, and without having done that, I <laughs> maybe would have never actually uh, uh, like thought about that or surfaced those questions. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like it's a category of problems that are not necessarily the big ones because the big problems are fairly obvious to everybody, uh, and we hear about them from our from our merchants, from our users all the time. But it's the small things. We're just like, look, if <laughs> sometimes like it, it's like, look, if someone just use this <laughs> like for real, <laughs> you realize that there's got to be a better way to do this. And you... I think it's that kind of problem. Like, for example, like <laughs> it's not a Shopify example, but um, I was using my Google Home to try to make a call yesterday. Um, and then it's like, what it, it tells you at the beginning, like once, when you're done, like just say, hang up and I'll hang up. And so I tried that and Google home gives me the definition of hang up <laughs> when I say that instead of actually hanging up. And it's like, well, if somebody like actually use this, like, obviously like this is probably a bug, but somebody just use this, like you'll realize <laughs> that this is a problem, you know, that, and it's. Was it the kind of thing where I went in, like, submitted a bug report or whatever? Like, no, of course not. But it's, like, it's things like that that kind of, I don't know. I I think you can just make better when you're actively using the product. Right. And uh, you gave an example, a good example, uh, maybe not on purpose, but when you said, like, the hardest part of that was when you had to look up your bank's whatever yeah. routing number or whatever. Um, that is something that I, I can imagine being a big oversight. Like when I, me as a designer, I'm, I'm designing this form. Like, all right, uh, hey, developer or people who know about this, what are the required like fields? Yep. And you can say like these three or four, one of them is like your banking routing number and you're designing this. All right, this is a flow. We have to fill this in and then hit next. But you kind of forget that, oh, maybe it will take like 20 minutes for the person to to actually know what to type in here. Yep. Is this screen designed to, you know, be able to, to be here for 20 minutes, right? Should we offer that as an extra strip? I don't know. There's a lot of new yeah. problems that we could Yeah, and it's like of. maybe one thing you could have done is like show me a list of the common banks in my area because it knows my address. Because I've already right. done that, um, and like, give me kind of a set of steps that I can do to get to that um, that routing number. Right. Like, that could be cool, you know. Uh, but it's not necessarily something that you're gonna realize before you use it. Because for you, it's for just sure. like, well, this is a field, you know. Um, so I think that's one thing is like discovering little either edge cases or little like 
peculiarities or like I, I feel like I'm probably like a very picky person in life <laughs> um, and so when we're designing things it often feels like we're designing for the 80% we design for what mo the majority of people want most of the time but then sometimes I think it's important to also consider what is the picky person gonna want to do <laughs> Uh, and I'm a, like, I feel like I'm a great picky person <laughs> to be able to, uh, pinpoint like very specific things that I would like to be done a certain way. Um, so that's another area kind of of small little improvements that are just gonna make your whole thing feel a lot more polished after trying it. Um, one thing that it's done for me, like just setting up the store, it just made me really excited and really happy about everything that we're doing. Like it kind of shifted everything into perspective of, well, it's not like this abstract idea of like, yeah, like we're, we are empowering entrepreneurs and this is a great mission that we can all rally around, but also being like, I am part of this. Like, this is when we talk about entrepreneurs, like, I guess this also means me now, you know? <laughs> and that there's, it was just something that was super awesome about that and being like, oh, okay, like, we've talked about, our, and we've had many discussions, and I've heard people talking about like shipping, for example, like, we have a shipping team in Montreal, stuff like that, and like being curious about, huh, I wonder what are people's strategy around shipping? You know, that are things that I hadn't necessarily considered before. But now that I'm sort of a merchant, that's a question that I have of like, should I charge a flat rate? How do I deal with the different shipping carriers? Like all of these things are things that I never experienced before. And now I feel like it's opened up this entire area for me to learn about and get get better at. And it's just made me really excited to come into work and be like, hey, like, we're going to make this better. And I have all these ideas for things that we could do. So, um, so what would you say to all the designers and developers and builders out there in where, for one reason or another, they can't really use their product? Um, like, you want to use Shopify, but you have nothing to sell. Or, you know... you. You design a UI for uh, pilots, but you don't know how to fly a plane. You know, like you can't really be a user in that scenario. And there's a ton of, you know, use cases, like examples for this. Um, and I kind of alluded, I, I'm stepping and dipping my toes in there. Like I can still understand. I know the realm and all, but like I can't be a user anymore. That's pretty, that's pretty... Uh, I don't want to say it's not troublesome. It's different. And, and now you have to rely a lot more on other people's experiences and knowledge. And, and Yeah, I mean, I think not being able to dog food your own work is is fine. Like, that, I, I'd say, like, that is probably the norm <laughs> to not be in a position to do that. So I wouldn't like beat myself up up for it like i think there are many things that you can do um research being a really good one like go out talk to your users 
one thing that we do at Shopify, um, and obviously, like this is going to vary depending on what you do and what kind of type of users you have. But um, one thing that we do is merchant visits. So we'll email a merchant and. We're going to be like, hey, I'm Kevin from Shopify. Um, I love your store, whatever. Um, I don't know if you'd be open for me to come and visit for an afternoon. I can help you out, do whatever you need to do. And then I'll ask you some questions. And then if you there's anything I can help you with, uh, you can also ask me questions. And usually uh, our users are super open to that. Like they love uh, getting to kind of know the people behind Shopify. Uh, and it's one way for us to understand and learn about people's problems without necessarily having that store ourselves. So that's another great way to get involved. Um, there's like, so I'd say try to learn as much as possible from your users. Listen. Um, these feel like obvious things to me. Um, but if if you're kind of in a, a situation like where I was, um, and I like kind of treat that as almost like a different category of you feel like you can't, but you, actually you can. <laughs> um, and so I kind of want to give that push to people that are in a situation, uh, maybe like I was, where it's like, well, technically I could, but I don't really know how to get started or what I would do to get started. It's not going to be easy, um, but a couple things, like lower the bar for yourself. So don't like try to start like a big, huge project that you're never going to finish. Two, like try to just learn a little bit about it and then like find a low effort way for you to get into that so it might be selling stickers for zero profit <laughs> like i'm doing now um but it might also be like well you know like let me migrate this website or like i, I think rafa you worked on like an a b testing feature for netlify right like Mm -hmm. let me try this silly a b test for my personal website like i get maybe 10 visits a month but whatever like let's just give it a shot you know um and like let me see if i can learn more about this and then that's gonna cause you to ask some questions to maybe some of your coworkers or people you know that are more knowledgeable um and i think that the result of that even if at the end of the day like maybe you never get to the point where you ship your A-B test or you launch your store, but that process of like trying to learn more about it is still going to give you more knowledge that you didn't have before and is going to place you in a better situation to uh, relate to your users, empathize with their problems, and then maybe even find problems that they wouldn't on their own that like you specifically have that you are in a privileged position to to address. So... That's what I would say. I don't know if you have other things that I forgot to mention. No, that's that that covers it. Um, I just I remember the this fun example of how everyone at uh, Lyft they try to like they, they're they're Lyft drivers for a day or something, right? <laughs> and the company really just cool. like gives them the day, like yeah, go ahead, like be a, a user, you know, be a driver, yeah. uh, not just a passenger, but like be a driver and. and you know, try to experience that. Be a user. See how you feel, how you see the product from that other perspective. 
uh, and then even even if you're not like even if you're not a designer or a developer or whatever, maybe you're just like you know, maybe you work on customer support, maybe you work in HR, whatever. Like just that experience, going through it, and just like it's empathy towards your users and people who work uh, with you. So it's all around positive. But here's let me try to throw you a curveball. Um, do you think there's also value in coming in from a fresh perspective and knowing nothing about your product? Let me just give you an example. Um, imagine that you, you, you work at Twitter and you're hiring. Um, what do you think is more valuable? Someone who really knows Twitter really well and has been a user since 2007 or 8, whatever it came out. Um, and so on one side, it has a lot of experience and knowledge about your product. On the other side, it has a lot of biases and like, you know, habits and stuff or you know would would someone who knows nothing about your product uh, maybe twitter for that is a bad example because everyone knows twitter but like it's not familiar with the product and sure you lose that that inside knowledge and you lose that experience towards your uh, with your product but you gain fresh new perspective you're going to have someone you know starting from scratch and seeing this within um, through a new light so what do you think about about that? <laughs> I th I think you need both. It, like cuz you'd be biased one way or the other if you had just one type of of person, right? Like this is the entire reason why diversity matters is that your users are not just going to be those like users that have been with you since day one and that are diehard Twitter users. And your users aren't just going to be the new people that I've never heard of Twitter. It's also going to be people who signed up four years ago and then stopped using it anymore. And, and, and then now they're like not sure if they should get back on it. And like those are types of users that you have. And so ideally, you should try to have a team that's, that's well-rounded and has the different facets of the people you're, you're creating something for. And so... I think it is really important to have these people with like this deep context and understanding, but also balance them with people with a fresh perspective. And yeah. if you bring those two together, I think it's just going to like make something way better. So, but could you use that to then say, well, therefore, <laughs> I'm not going to learn anything about my product. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know that that's how it works um yeah overall just just um i i agree with you is it's try to have a good representation of your not just your user base but like all perspectives and opinions and backgrounds and experiences um, oh here's here's a question for you mm -hmm. is the time that you're dog fooding a product that you're working on at work should that be considered work or should that be considered free time I think it should count as work. It's like it's research, uh, whatever you, whatever it feels like or not, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but you know, here's the thing: for a lot of small-ish companies, um, it's hard to justify because it's expensive, like a full day of your employee to <laughs> to just be user. But I think it's important. So I think, at least from my experience, what happens is if, when you're at a smaller company. Um, you're going to do it in your free time uh, because the company really can't ask you to do it. Um, and then, you know, 
I just gave you the example of Lyft. Lyft is paying all your employees like to take a day off, quote unquote, to be a driver. Um, so if you can afford it, please do. I think it's important. If not, just at least you should let your employees like feel comfortable doing that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. For me, what I've done so far is like, well, this mostly is a side project. Like the the purpose was to sell these stickers for like my like my side project, which is this podcast. Um, so it wasn't like I was like, okay, like I'm gonna take some time at work to get this off the ground. You know, um, mm-hmm. I did that like just after work. But on the flip side, like for example, today <laughs> I was getting a lot of notifications <laughs> and um i did look at them at work and um i had like some people had some issues with my store and stuff like that so um i made some tweaks and i was at work you know and i was like kind of just learning about how things work and i think that's fine like for me it's there's almost like a a balance here where i'm not explicitly going to work on this while i'm at work but also like if something comes up while i'm there it's also not a problem, I think, for me to just look into it and like open my store. Because one thing that I'm gonna do with the insights that I get is like funnel them back into the product, which right. like benefits Shopify and then everybody else. Um, and it's funny because like it's only been one day, but it's already like started to come into play into some of our conversations where we're like talking about a new feature or talking about making an improvement to something and i'm like huh i wonder how that affects my store and let me try this and let me try that you know (laughs) and it's like it's a cool sort of superpower to be able to be like well we can wonder about this forever and or like we can go through the process of like getting a merchant to like try this test or i can just do it right now and be done with it and have an answer this afternoon you know um so that's super cool and, and don't feel bad to like i i don't think you're feeling bad that you're maybe not as productive today uh you know yeah no i <laughs> was checking your phone. like in the end it balances out uh, positively for the company yeah for uh sure. like i i've i've done this a uh, couple times like i if i'm you know we have a kickoff for a new feature or whatever um it happens like, hey, I'm going to take an afternoon and I'm going to do research on like the competition. See how other people are solving this problem. Yeah. Maybe I'll use it and I'll sign up for it and I'll use it for a day or two. And I, I just I just put that under the research umbrella because yeah. it is. I'm getting information. I'm not doing this for fun. Uh, sometimes it is fun, but that's not why <laughs> I'm doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so one similar type of activity that I do is uh, whenever we launch something, I'll typically spend like parts of my afternoon browsing Twitter with like a search for like the the name of the feature, the thing that we announced and looking at the forums and stuff like that. And just, you know, monitoring to see what people are are, are saying. Like if there are things that we can improve right away, then then great, you know. Absolutely. And it could be uh. seen as, hey, Kevin's just slacking off reading Twitter all, all afternoon, but it's also it also gives me important context and insights into things that could be better. So I think it's it's a good use of my time. 
agree. Yeah, I spent a day when we launched something. I spent it the, the following day on Intercom. <laughs> <Just, laughs> nice chatting with users. Cool. Um, okay, uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I can't think of anything else like on the topic. Um, do you? Do you have anything else? No, I think we covered it. Ah, we covered cool. it. Cool. <laughs> so should we? Should we get on uh, side dishes? Let's do it. Choo. Are you going to buy a HomePod? I think I have to for science. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not available in Canada right now, so I won't be able to get it on launch day. Definitely not. Um, I could theoretically buy it like, if and when I go to the United States. Um, could take a trip <laughs> and go buy a HomePod. Um, I, have, I have friends that are doing that. Um, I might try to like get a demo uh, before getting one. Um, I so yeah, this is a weird kind of a weird product. So I'm not extremely excited about it as it stands today. Uh, it seems like the on the audio side uh, that it's a very good speaker for the money that you're spending on it. Um, so that's kind of appealing to me in one sense of like okay, like. Let me try this. Like, I, I'd, I'd be curious to, to hear that. There's been glowing reviews on, like, how well it separates the audio and the different, um, like, vocals and stuff like that. So that seems really interesting. Um, but on the flip side, I currently have a Google Home Mini. Uh, and it's fine for a lot of things, you know. <laughs> and I also have, like, my TV with a soundbar and, like, subwoofer that I can airplay to. Um, and so that's also totally fine. And then what I'm really interested in is Siri and like having that assistant that I can talk to. And that seems like it's just not done. Like it's just not mm-hmm. working. Like there's been a report that, that says that, um, Siri can't access your emails. It can't like, there's a ton of things that it can't do. Uh, you can hand off a call to it, but you have to start the, the call on your phone first, apparently. Um, like that seems like to me at least a product that was rushed to the market <laughs> and that is clearly just not done software wise um the great thing there is that they don't necessarily need the hardware to change for that so they could uh mm-hmm. push out software updates uh to make that better and so that's the hope <laughs> effectively is like i can see an amazing product that apple could make this is not the product that i'm seeing right now but that product could evolve to become that imaginary like amazing uh assistant um now my question is what kind of um level of attention and care does apple have towards this product um (laughs) Do they have the same level of attention and care that they do for the iPhone? Which means every single year, this thing will get improvements and get significantly better. Does this have the same level of 
of um of attention as the iPad <laughs> software wise, which maybe gets an update every two to three years with some nice new features, but then nothing else in between? Or is this like Siri, <laughs> which is effectively no improvement in seven years? And we don't know what that's going to look like. And so I'd say that's probably a big if. <laughs> if you want to buy this today is like, are you willing to take that, that gamble of the fact that that Siri will evolve and get better over time? So my plan would be to wait until it's available in Canada, get it, and then try it for 14 days. And <laughs> unless I feel like really strongly about it, just return it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. What that's about you? Enough. I feel um, like you uh, just buy everything, so you're probably going to get it. No, that's not right? accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a similar situation. I This is clearly um, speaker first, voice assistant second, um, which is complete... They're coming from a complete opposite side from like Amazon or Google and where they start out as like this assistant, smart assistant, and then it's a speaker. You know, Echo still sounds super crappy. Uh, Google, now they have the Google uh, Home Max or whatever, the big one. And now we even have like, I guess Amazon's strategy is to have it in Sonos speakers. Anyway, yeah. so they're, they're, they're tackling the same uh, problem from different angles and for me like i work from home i spent all my day at home <laughs> uh and i spend so I, I listen to a lot of music like all day but i listen at my desk and for that i have a good set of speakers here and that's where i listen to music um i'm also super like overly conscious about like neighbors and stuff like <laughs> um if I hear that some neighbor like on the other side of this wall is like is around, I'll just put some headphones because <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with like, I can <laughs> live with the fact that I'm like disturbing my neighbors. Right. So anyway, um, so that's primarily where I listen to music when I'm not here. I'm usually just watching TV and stuff. Um, so I guess I only listen to music. Uh, on any other side of uh, my house is like on weekends like maybe we're cooking or something doing when we have friends over or something um so i don't i don't really need a good speaker in my house you know i got that covered that is not a need that i'm looking to solve what i was trying to solve was you know get into the smart voice assistant things devices my home um, and for that, uh, I also got a Google Home Mini when I was in the United States. So for that, it kind of solved already my that need. And um, if Siri was an amazing improvement over Google's, then sure. Like, I guess I'll get a nice uh, speaker. <laughs> but, As a bonus. You know, I would buy it for uh, Siri. But because that is definitely not the case. Uh, I don't. Like, I really don't need it. <laughs> With yeah. that said, you know, we'll see. But um, One thing that got me excited about the, the HomePod is the fact that it can play podcasts um, sort of natively. And to some extent, like, Google Home also does, but, but then you have to use whatever app Google makes for podcasts. Um, 
which I'm. You can do it on Spotify. Uh, like, but I'm not going to use Spotify, Spotify. You know, in layout um, is not on Spotify. I currently so. use Overcast, um, and that's not going to be supported on the HomePod either. Um, but then the HomePod supports the the native podcast app, which I'd say is probably would be my second choice of podcast apps. So I'm like, I would be willing to switch to the 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 iOS like first party podcast app to get the the convenience of being able to be just like hey siri continue playing my podcast when i get home and i just, just said my phone. did you Great. hear that yeah <laughs> it said let's check the tv app oh what the hell does it have to do with podcasts who there knows go, folks you anyways see? you've got this it right there siri. <laughs> um but anyway, because like, that's something that I do a lot is just like play podcasts on a speaker while I'm ho- at home. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's compelling. I would love like imagine a world. OK, let's for a in second a world in a world. Just imagine like a future HomePod, right, where Apple has intents for everything you could possibly imagine. You can have Overcast work natively with a HomePod. You can set the integrations that you want. So when you say play a podcast, it would know that your preferred podcast app is Overcast. Um, Siri got smarter and faster. So it's like one of the best assistants out there. It's not too verbose. It's right to the point um, with every query that you give it. It can look up stuff on page on pages it can like read your receipt uh recipes uh it can uh do multiple timers it can like Whoa, you can you can say like say you, you <laughs> could you could tell it like play something on my apple tv and then it would open netflix and then start the right thing like that is a product that to me would be very compelling that I would personally love to write apps for. <laughs> um, and I think it's if Apple like really put their minds to it, like they could have the best product out there because they have the full ecosystem of like everything that I do is right on my phone. Um, they have the ability in my opinion and like s- similar sensibilities design wise like i think apple is very aware of like what could make a good assistant like i 100 percent believe that the designers at apple are also very picky the same way that i am and that we sweat the details on stuff like this but it just seems like right now it's not getting that attention and so it's hard for me to see like is is the fact that the home pod seems like it's shipping so early um and before it's is done the fact that apple recognizes that hey we're way behind here and we need to catch the hell up and that they're basically on a fast track to catch up and then surpass the competitors or is the fact that the the launch has been so terrible so far like it's the pre the orders have gone live we still have no idea what kind of features are supported, which ones aren't. Like, how does it work with your library? It's like, definitely a iTunes? weird. Like, launch, nobody yeah. knows. They're doing these random, uh, like one-hour press briefings with with people where, like, they have a specific playlist with Hotel California each every single <laughs> time. Um, like, seriously, like this is a product that's launching 
today that you can buy. Like, it's not even a pre-order. It's just like you're ordering, right? Like, that's no, just... No, there was a pre-order last Oh, it was week. a pre-order? It comes out uh, February 9th, I think. Okay, fair enough. Well, I don't know. I just feel like that's the weirdest Apple product introduction, and it could be a sign that Apple's just not that into it and that it feels pressured by the market to have a thing like this but doesn't really care that much. So could I, could be yeah. one way or the other, right? And and it's hard for me to know at this point. It's like Apple has all the ingredients like you said for people like us who are very, like you know Apple users, um iPhones, Macs. We we are we're all in into the ecosystem. And so they have all the right ingredients. Um but they just seem to move slower than the competition and there's a lot yeah. of factors like first i'm sure they don't have the same you know resources same amount of people working on this or the same amount of money or whatever as like google or amazon maybe uh a uh, second thing is like for they are they try to make it right but because of that they move slower like amazon is pretty much a us only thing it's on the uk and i mean the the echoes Right, it's a very centric. It's a very like centralized product. You don't need to worry too much about different languages, different cultures, different countries, whatever. Um, it's right there. Google as well. Like you, you still can't buy Google Home here in my country. Hmm. You can uh, buy it's it in also Canada very, though, and it's very yeah. very smart about different languages. Oh yeah, does it does it handle like yeah? French so well? um, so it handles French perfectly fine the voice is also localized to not oh, nice. the same french as the one in france it's like a slightly oh, nice, nice. modified version um it's so like it's still i don't know like it doesn't follow the accent directly but it's also not the same um so that's like super awesome uh it also has kind of a, a voice detection thing where um you know, you can have different users be connected to it and talk to it, and it's going to recognize who's saying what, which is another feature that a HomePod does, completely doesn't have. Um, and, like, <laughs> the people uh, that have been, like, sort of talking about this, like, people that have been in briefings, like, they're they're probably just spitting out Apple steak on this, but, like, it's so dumb. It's like, oh, well, Apple wants to get, like, vocal ID right, and, like, they're not going to release something before they get it perfectly right because they want to make sure that it's secure. And it's like, well, it's basically like saying, okay, we haven't found the perfect lock that lets nobody else in other than you, like that is unbreakable. Therefore, we're not going to lock any doors. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like you're not even going to try? <laughs> Anyways, so Google has this vocal detection and you can have different people have different languages yeah which is so cool. interesting so like i have a, a a co-worker that still lives at his parents he's an intern and uh his dad talks to it in french and he talks to it in english which is like super awesome that's cool all right well take it back um i don't know maybe just seeing yeah, how it, Apple is it more might not be perfect product. but it feels right. at least good enough to me just the fact that Apple is more like, you know, this is a very limited launch. It's only yeah. uh, US and UK, I think, or something like that. Um, uh, I think there's another one. Australia, maybe? Maybe. Cause it's, maybe it's because these countries are like English only. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's another so it's, kind of weird question mark, right? Like, 
part of me hopes and wonders like is it because there's a big Siri relaunch planned for HomePod that was maybe maybe they had in mind that it would launch at the same time that they would have this amazing Siri that is so smart that can recognize your voice way better and all of that that like that's in the plan it just didn't make the cut for for this year and then that only supports English right now because it's kind of a new system Mm -hmm. and so they didn't want to start selling it with like the bad voice and then change that later again i we don't know if i would have to bet i, I would guess it's just it's, it's simpler than that it's just airplay 2 and all related features oh yeah i don't think ready. they delayed the home pod so, because of siri at all like i right. think they knew about that way ahead of time if and if there is a better version of siri in the works who knows We should move to recommendations. Uh, are you down with that? All right. Should we do it? Sure. <laughs> you want to go first or second? No, I'll go second. Because yours is a surprise. This week. It's, it's only a surprise because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> now I'm curious. Um, okay. My uh, recommendation. I don't know if I've recommended this in the past. It's possible. Uh, but my recommendation is uh, the iOS and watchOS app called nike run club uh and the single reason i'm recommending this today is because of this new ish feature it came out like a couple months back but uh, it's called guided runs um so nike run club uh as like a running tracker and stuff i would say like i've i've tried nike i've tried strava i've i've tried runkeeper they're all great i would say strava is like the more Pro featured pack of the three. Um, I just started on Nike because uh, I have a Nike Apple Watch, so like I have that complication on my <laughs> home screen. That I can't get rid. Well, that so I started there, and then my data was there. So I was like, I guess. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the couple months uh, back, uh, they released this thing called Guided Runs, and what this is is like an uh, audio coach that you know coaches you through your run um and you have a lot of runs and you have a lot of different coaches so you have um you have runs like with with kevin hart which just runs with you as a coach is it's pretty entertaining um Uh and people like mo like the 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 champion of the the march whatever like the long run marathon whatever athlete i'm really telling you um anyway they have like a bunch of different runs like long runs try like your first run there's uh my last run i was the uh i don't want to run run (laughs) and it's really cool they're like they can be short like 20 minutes they can be long like an hour um and you just hit play they even like suggest uh playlists to go with it so it's like it's a playlist that it's the the perfect length of your run um so you just hit play, you start running, and you have your coach going, you know, coaching you all the way and, like, coaching you and not just, like, entertaining you, like, saying, all right, now you should move slower. Now you should feel like this or that. You should feel this amount of effort or whatever. Um, and it just makes, like, running way more entertaining and That's definitely cool. not as boring. It's really cool. Um, so I, if if you're a runner, 
I guess try it because it's really cool. Um, if you're not a runner, uh, there's like a my first run um, guided tour, uh, which I definitely recommended. Like it's really good. It's like it really also like taught me how to run because I used to feel miserable by the end. Um, <laughs> and apparently that's not, you're not supposed to feel that way. So I've been learning a lot. Um, and uh, Coach Bennett, he's my bae. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, try it out. Cool. My question is, uh, can you do all of this right from your watch? You can. Yes, you can. Um, I haven't done that because my watch, I don't know what happened since watchOS 4 has been super slow. I have a Series 2. I don't know what's going on. But yes, if you have um, Nike Run Club installed and you have the watch extension, you can, through your watch, go to Guided Runs, download it. You have to download it before you start running. Oh, well, if you have the cellular one, I don't know. Um, anyway, download the, the, the run before you go. And uh, yes, you can do it all of it through your watch. So you don't even need to bring your huh. phone with you. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Just to pair your... I'm going to try it like next time I go for a run, which is never, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe in the summer, maybe in the summer. <laughs> I'm going to go for one. Uh, I'm going to go one to, tomorrow. I'm going to run tomorrow. So we can be uh, run buddies if you, if you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, well, <laughs> running outside yeah. is complicated in the winter here. Um, I don't yeah, have yeah, the necessary uh, equipment. There's no, you know, uh, right. I could run inside, sure. but then who wants to do that? um all right cool so (laughs) my recommendation (laughs) this week um is so some some people have asked because i said you know i was talking about the the sticker store and stuff like that uh i was saying that i created the store while i was watching tv and people have asked what were you watching um (laughs) and um so lost i wasn't watching lost thank god um (laughs) but it's so i want to set the expectations here so it is not a good tv show like it it's not smart it's not (laughs) like it's not intellectually like stimulating dude i I, I love survivor i don't know like it's so it's one of these shows where i mean you're watching survivor so i guess <laughs> you get this uh where like you just want to shut your brain off <laughs> for like survivor. for like an hour um or maybe you want to have the something in the background while you're doing something else well this is one of these types of shows and i so i discovered it on netflix you know the feature that i hate with a passion that is like when you stop on anything it it'll just starts playing it was yeah. like super annoying but god damn it it's effective <laughs> uh um so i have discovered the show through this annoying feature of netflix um so it's called zumbo's just desserts uh it's on netflix you can look it up uh, so it's a cooking show, uh, and basically what they do is they only make desserts, um, and they've created this like over the top like Willy Wonka style uh, dessert 
factory <laughs> for the contestants. And sometimes they have shots where they're like panning out from outside and there's like rainbows and stuff like that. And they just pan out and there's like nothing around. <laughs> so I don't know where where they are. Um, it's a show from Australia, I believe. Um, so there's just like somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Australia. Um I didn't know uh, who Zumbo was before, but he is apparently like a famous dessert um, chef. Um, and basically, so every week they have like different contestants and they do a really good job at like finding these characters that you like get really attached to somehow. Uh, and they're like all super like stereotyped. Uh, you have this, and I love this, like how they'll like show you the person's name and then below they'll have like a two or three words description there's like one that's like the no-nonsense mom (laughs) you have one that's like um uh i forget how they call him he's like a um like no-nonsense mom insurance broker bouncer financial analyst admin (laughs) assistant airline crewing officer bricklayer technical writer social media manager car salesman stay-at-home mom and recruitment consultant yeah and all of them are like exactly how you'd imagine like based on the (laughs) description it's like shockingly how accurate it is um but it's like you get to relate with these people so much somehow um and they're like super entertaining and then basically the the interesting part of the show is that um uh, every week they have kind of a theme where they need to make a dessert that follows that theme the at the end they basically the judge get to taste and the chef get to taste the dessert and then pick their two least favorite ones and those get to uh, take part in the Zumbo Challenge. <laughs> and the Zumbo Challenge is basically to that they have to recreate a dessert that Zumbo has created <laughs> based on the theme. Zumbo is such a ridiculous name. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything about this is crazy, right? Like, it's, it's, and it's a weird show where, like, it almost doesn't feel real in one way. <laughs> like, it's just, like, so neatly put together. that doesn't feel almost doesn't feel genuine but it it, it's like a really interesting thing because i feel like we often see reality tv shows from america from like the united states and it's not like that at all like it's a completely different style in my opinion um and so yeah so and zumbo always has like these crazy desserts like i'm i'm sort of gonna spoil one for you but um, there's one theme that was magic where what he had was a floating plate that was floating like on top of the table using like magnets so that the plate was fla- uh, was floating and then mm. had a, a big like you know these top hats made yeah. of chocolate and then he had like a cup of hot chocolate that he poured over the hat and I'm then, looking at it. I'm looking at it. Yeah. The hat just like melted all of it. And then inside of it, there's an, like an ice cream. Well, it looks like an ice cream, but the ice cream is actually like has a bunch of like different layers of different things inside of it. And then in the cone, there's also like another like special thing. I forget what it is, but 
it's like always these crazy over the top things and the contestants are always like oh my god how the hell do you want me to do this in like three hours there's no way i'll possibly ever gonna be able to do this and honestly it happens that people like just can't and they just don't finish because it's just, mm-hmm. just too hard um so anyways <laughs> um i've been kind of sort of binge watching this on netflix there's 12 episodes um and it's my guilty pleasure right now so yeah um check it out if or this don't. is anything like australian master chef it's amazing i love australian people like in reality shows because they're so nice yeah oh yeah another. everyone's nice to each other except they're the, so nice yeah except the bouncer guy but even the judges on master chef australia master chef even the judge, judges they're nice you know it's so good um so i just have one question um yeah i opened the wikipedia pages to when you start talking and i know who won or who wins oh what the show no why i haven't yeah. finished watching it so don't tell okay me. now i'm not gonna tell you but uh, like did I ruin it for me? Uh, Probably. I don't... Okay, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. It's obviously probably better if you don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think the interesting part is week to week, who's going to win, who's going to get eliminated, and then the challenge of are they going to be able to manage or recreate the dessert? Mm-hmm. And so I think there is okay. still value in watching the show, even if you know who won at the end. Okay, from week, I'll give it a shot. It's like not obvious from week to week, like who's mm. going to be the best one. Okay, I'll probably watch it. So one or two. Maybe uh, check it out. <laughs> I don't know. But also like feel free to not check it out if you don't feel like that. You would be into that. So for everyone, if you want to if you wanna talk to Kevin about Zumbo's Just Desserts, you can do that at spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout. Um, you know, <laughs> talk to Kevin about... Can, uh, can we get everyone show. addicted to this show? Like, I, I feel like we need to to start like another paperclip scenario where people send <laughs> me like screenshots of, I don't know, them watching the show and being addicted. And yeah, post the spectrum or tweet at us yeah. um, a picture of you watching. <laughs> There's a Zumbo's high likelihood that desserts. I will retweet those. So yeah, we'll retweet every single uh, tweet. I'll, I'll start. I can start. No, no, so just, just the ones about the Zumbo. Live. I don't care about anything else. Just the ones about Zumbo. Just, yeah, I just want to see you watching Zumbos. Um, <laughs> so you, you, yeah, you can use Spectrum. You can uh, tweet at us. We are at Layout FM. Uh, Kevin is at Vernal Kick. I am at. Rafa Hari, and uh, we want to give special shout outs this week to listeners Ben Frick, Mike, Ollie, Khaled, Kevin, Chevy, Roxana, Mate, Charles Anderson, Alex Tran, Joel Verhagen, <laughs> Corey Gidevin. I think that's it. Uh, apologies if we forgot anyone. Um, thanks for the mentions and for buying stickers and all. Uh, speaking of stickers, you can find us on the webs. Uh, on layout.fm you can find all the links to all of the episodes to all the show notes uh, over there and you can also find the new fresh button that says stickers and you can buy a sticker if you want Uh, if you want to rock that um, if you want to rock that that notebook or your laptop um, 
do that. Or you, you can go directly to layout.fm slash stickers. This episode is sponsored by Envision. Once again, you can go to designbetter.co to find a bunch of material to to elevate your game and to learn a lot. Um, uh, so thanks Envision for sponsoring Layout this week. This show is part of Spec FM Network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, um, go to spec.fm on the webs. So uh, there's a new podcast that just launched on spec.fm. It's called Tuesday. Uh, well, Toolsday. <laughs> and it's a uh, roughly 20-minute podcast. Um, and it talks about the latest uh, in tech, uh, in tools and tips and tricks uh, every Tuesday. So... Um, yeah, go check it out. I think it's a great show. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's on my list. It's in my queue. Um, sounds like a great show. Same. There's a long back catalog. So if you ever run out of things to listen to, you can go check this out. I think this is a little bit more technical, but who knows? I think we have a lot of uh, designers who are also fairly technical on the show. So um, yeah, check it out. Boom. Tuesday is about the latest in tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. But <laughs> <laughs> this is just like impossible to read. Tuesday is about the latest in tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesday at 2. Oh my God. <laughs> How did you do this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tuesday is about the latest in tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. <laughs> it really tripped me up while I was reading it. <laughs> Because I hadn't, <laughs> like, I hadn't read it first. I was uh-huh. like, oh my god, what is happening here? Tools is about the latest in tech tools, tips and tricks, and tools is at two. <laughs> oh my god, I love saying it though. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, you know, like the slinky going down the stairs, like, <laughs> tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at two. Uh. Man, but hey, um, See that they got us to talk about it and say it repeatedly. Oh my God, tech tools, tip tricks, Tuesdays too. <laughs> <laughs>